to say, the first thing you have to do is build a place for me to dwell among you. Build the temple. Now, that was no easy task. These first group of people came back to shambles. And the temple had not one stone left, not one stone left upon another, if I could have that next slide. They were scattered all over, kind of like a jigsaw puzzle with pieces missing, with pieces torn, some stacked on top of each other, but not in the right order. It was a monumental task. But God, speaking through Jeremiah, explained to the people what he was doing. Now, he said, through their le- Ezra's leadership, and this word from Zechariah, if I could have the next slide. He said, strike, that's kind of hard to read, isn't it? Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered, and I will turn against the lambs. Two-thirds of the people in the land will be cut off and die, says the Lord, but one-third will be left in the land, and I will bring that group through the fire and make them pure. I will refine them like silver and purify them like gold. They will call on my name, and I will answer them. I will say, these are my people. And they will say, the Lord is our God. Now, through the voice of Zechariah, God spoke about the experience that they had been through, but also the work that he is doing in them. Though that one-third is a small, small part of the nation. Oops. And some of them were like that, puzzle pieces falling on the floor. They were refined through the fire of their difficult experiences, God's refining work is separating out what is precious in his people, the silver, the gold. Now, when you turn to Matthew chapter 26, verses 31 and 32, we see... Jesus quoting the exact same portion of this passage as he's going to the Mount of Olives. Can can I have the next? Whoops, nope. Sorry. He says, Tonight, folks, I don't have my glasses, I'm sorry. He says, tonight you will be scattered. And he's referring to the same experience 
that the Hebrew people had. And isn't that what happened? When we turn, when we see the outcome, he tells Peter that he will be sifted. The other disciples will be scattered. And in fact, they were. Some hid in Jerusalem. Some fled to Emmaus, to Bethany, even back to Galilee. But you know what? When God raised Jesus from the dead, his first his first task was to go after them. He went to Emmaus. He went to Galilee. He went to those frightened disciples in the upper room. He went and called them back to himself. Because that's who our Savior is. Not one of us as Tracy talked about earlier, whose name is written right here in the palm of God's hand. Not one of us ever will be overlooked or forgotten. He gave them hope. He reminded them that their future is disciples and they are a vital part of the new work that God was going to do, that God was going to break into the world because he was going to the Father. The early church, you know, the early church wasn't immune to those same kinds of sufferings and struggles. They were not immune to difficult times, to scattering. A loss, and neither are we. The body of Christ worldwide has gone through a few years of separation, of scattering, with the pandemic, now with war, uncertain economies, and other troubles that we face. And we here at Woodland Park, and I say we intentionally, Willen Park Church have had those experiences compounded by additional losses, trials over the last few years. No matter if we are Hebrews coming back to a country we've been gone from for 70 years, no matter if we are disciples staring at a crucified Christ, All of us are grappling with personal loss, with pain, with such experiences that will generate in us different and difficult responses. Grief, emotional pain, confusion, helplessness, and even anger. And what has happened and the way things have changed. Oh gosh, there are so many other components to grief 
it's hard to name them all. Loneliness, in some ways, a sense of helplessness or betrayal. For any of us to move past what, where we are now into the future that God holds for us, we've got to acknowledge something's happened to us. We've got to be open to look at ourselves and say, oh my goodness, this was not fun. But only by recognizing where we are standing right now can we even begin to hope to move in a new direction, a new future that God is holding out for us. Sometimes I think it's like Minecraft, you know? Well, I know all of you, if your grandparents or parents, no, Minecraft. You enter this alternate world and you have no idea what the heck is going on. But your kids do. They always know. My grandson can figure it out. Now, while the Hebrew people were struggling there in Jerusalem, trying to rebuild that temple while bandits and invaders were coming along, God was at work. God was over in Babylon, which became Persia, talking to Nehemiah, saying, Nehemiah, they need you. Nehemiah heard the call. And God worked through King Artaxerxes to allow Nehemiah to leave that very cushy job in the court and travel to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls. And as he rebuilt the walls with the people, they became safe. And they could go about finishing that temple, living their lives in peace. God is always working. He is always rebuilding. Whether it's Jerusalem, the early church, or us. Because with God, something different is always, always possible. The early church faced struggles. Peter was writing to churches that knew loss. They knew grief and deprivation. He was writing to a church whose ways were different from the social structure, whose hearts had been given to God and not to the ways of that world at that time. And Peter tells the church, you have everything you need. God has put in you that gold and that silver, every ability that you need because he loves you. He is here and he will go before you and go before us as we move forward. Now, you know, 
Um, he explained to the church in his first letter. Now, this is a letter to churches all over what we know of as Turkey today. It wasn't just to one church. He calls them to holy living. He says, you seek after the milk, the nourishment of God. Be built up in the spirit of God. Now, the church, our church, has gone through um, last spring the church assessment and I know y'all remember that Um, it revealed our strengths our greatest strengths are passionate spirituality and inspiring worship personally as a relative newcomer I've experienced that we experienced it today but it also revealed where the trials of the past have taken a toll. Particularly, it revealed the areas where we need to grow. We can move into a new reality, a new vitality. But these areas are our outreach, our loving relationships, empowering leadership and structures. And thank you, Jen Jeffy. Because after church, she's going to work on those in one area. In his letter to the Ephesians, Paul in chapter 3, verse 20 says, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within you to accomplish infinitely, infinitely more than you might ask or think. We must never lose sight of the immense power and will of our Father's love for us. It is through Jesus' loving power and the Holy Spirit's presence within us that each of you possess that gold and silver of God's own creating. Friends, no matter why you think that you are part of this congregation right now, today, never lose sight of the simple fact that God has you here. He has each one of us in this place at this time for his purpose and for his power which will bring healing, hope, and always, always new life. His leading brings us the new reality. Because with God, a very real and a very important something different is always possible. Always possible. Now, when Peter was writing to the churches throughout Turkey, he was writing at the time of the persecution. People knew grief. 
People knew anguish and loss. And Peter calls them to remember what you have. He calls them to cry out for that nourishment that you have had a taste of through the Lord's kindness. Now, we receive spiritual nourishment through worship, through our fellowship here, through God's speaking into our lives. But we can do more. He has designed us for so much more. As Scott Meyer, Scott, yeah, mm -hmm, likes to quote in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, they worshiped together in the temple each day and they met together in homes for fellowship and for study. The small group initiative that's beginning this fall is a call for all of us to go deeper in our relationship with God, in his word, in our relationship with each other, and to our distinctively Christian life and practice. In the coming weeks, you're going to hear more about this, and you'll have an opportunity, if you're not already part of a group, to sign up to become a part of another small group. We're actively gaining spiritual strength and maturity as individuals as we invest in one another, in the Word of God, and in the way we live life. We're building up the body of Christ. When I think of the church, I think of all kinds of puzzles, as you can tell. We're each a piece of a greater whole. The interesting thing is that each piece is unique. I may have dropped them all. And it only fits in one place. It only fits where it works with the rest of the whole. We're like that. We are like living. You know, Peter called us living stones that God is building into his church. We're like a living, growing puzzle that God has brought you here to fit just right because of your gifts, because of how he works in your life, I have seen the quiet passion of so many of you when you're working in the area of your gifting. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. With the gold and silver gifts God has poured into us and his Holy Spirit leadership, we can begin returning to the strength, the fiber, and the impact of Woodland Park Church of the Nazarene. The strength, 
the power, the impact. The particular shape of the gifts and graces the Holy Spirit has placed in you, he has poured into you to make each of us individual pieces of his divine plan. And if you will, an incredible, one-of-a-kind, living puzzle. Moving forward in faith, trusting that God has a future and a hope for us takes courage. So I want to ask you, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to move where he wants to go? Are you ready to take hold of what he has, is holding out to us? This, I want to be careful here, um, as you can tell, is a puzzle. Now, it's unfinished, kind of like us. Zephaniah is working on it. And I hope that it will become, I think it will become, a, an oil painting of us, of our church, on a puzzle. And we'll be able to use it and do whatever we want with it. But right now, we're in an unfinished stage. You may be in an unfinished stage in your own life. I know I am. God's still working. He's still molding. He's still shaping. He, in uh, Peter's letter to the churches, in chapter 4, he begins... And I'm going to have to confess to you, I left my glasses, so I can't read it. But he begins, and you go ahead with the other slide, the last one. Um, Use your gifts, he says. Use your gifts to serve one another. Now, this is a church. These are churches that were going through hard times. These were people, individuals, who had struggles in their lives. He said, if you have the gift of speaking... Speak as though God is speaking through you. If you have the gift of helping, help all you can, wherever you can. Because this is how we continue to build up who the church is and use the power of God that comes through the Holy Spirit to enlarge his work among us. Be earnest and disciplined in your prayers, he says. Most of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins, and don't we know that? Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to live. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of gifts. You know, 
I don't know what image comes to your mind when you think about spiritual gifts and the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came after Jesus went home, mine is of a wonderful doting uncle, in a way, who comes loaded down with presents. He wants everybody to have a gift, and he doesn't want to leave anybody out because he loves you, because he wants to see you prosper. He wants to know that he has He has your back. He wants you to know that. He's giving and giving and giving. Most of all, because he loves us. Most of all, because he loves us. Then he goes on to say, do you have the gift of speaking? Well, use it. If you have the gift of giving, helping others. Do it with the strength and the energy that God supplies you. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. With God, something different is always possible. The key is we're not sure what that difference looks like. And being human, we want to we wanna know. But when the Holy Spirit is guiding, when God's plan is moving forward, just like in the day of the Jews returning, the Hebrews returning to Jerusalem, just as in the time of the church, the early church, and just now, God is moving us forward. My hope is that we realize that with God, something different is always possible. It's always his call. God is challenging us every single day to recognize and participate in the different that is possible when he works in and through you and me. God has provided all we need. We don't know that yet, but he has. His word says it. He is Jireh. He is enough. He is challenging us to move forward, to bring ourselves, our living, breathing pieces of this unique living puzzle called Woodland Park Church into the something different, something beautiful that God wants to build here. In the name, now, the last slide, please. Yeah, it's a puzzle. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Thank you, Miss Sharon. We needed to hear that, and certainly all of us can find one of our uh, pieces, which piece you are, on that puzzle. And um, it's exciting to think of everybody moving in that and moving in their gifts. So let's stand and let's sing this last song together. Um, God does so much in us and through us and around us, and it's good for us to remember that he does he has all of our resources, and he pours them into us, which is a beautiful thing to be part of that. So we'll sing and close out the service here in just a moment. I speak the name of Jesus over you. In your hurting, in your sorrow, I will ask my God to move. I speak the name because it's all that I can do. In desperation, I'll seek heaven and pray this for you. I pray for your healing. Circumstances will change. I pray that the fear inside will be in Jesus' name. I pray for a today. I pray miracles over your life. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I speak the name of
excuse me, and now. May you go forth in the power and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. May you receive all that you need in the days of this week to come from his storehouse. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. from the Lord. 